I know the buns are usually on your cheeks, Laura. (laughs) (laughs) Creamer. I bet you can't wait for the quarantine to be 100% lifted to get right back into that grocery eating. Right in there. Just right in there. (laughs) Oh, you and Scott and Jen and Megan always preaching the truth. Join us. <laughs> yeah. Lauren, join in. You know Lil Rafi likes eating the groceries. I mean, he's I trying to talk Megan into it, for God's sakes. <laughs> I was just saying her Tinder was all dried up. And uh, if she wants to attract some new customers, you got to say, put a special out there. This is not the way you want to lubricate your Tinder profile. Because she'll then cross- you're saying that you'll do this. She'll cross yeah. that analingus bridge when she gets there. Oh my no, god. No, no. I know you think because the grundle or the taint or the chode is like just a small step away from the groceries, but it's really a huge step. It's like a <laughs> Trick Daddy's episode of Hot Ones. They asked him about this because it's so popular. They were like, how does he feel as being an ass-eating pioneer or something like that? And he said, you know, it's just common courtesy. You're here and you're like ringing the doorbell or something. I forget what he said. You gotta watch it. It's fucking hilarious. Oh, the logic. Because if someone was trying to make a delivery at my front door and then they <laughs> snuck around to the back, I'd be like, excuse me, why are you yeah. trying to intrude? That's an intruder. Yes, that's true. That is like, true. I'm letting you in here. You know, like, <laughs> take that. And by the way, if I don't answer the front door, don't come to the back either. <laughs> I'm recording, Rafi. <laughs> I think this uh, house analogy is not uh, the best. But it's entertaining. I think it's good. <laughs> I think it's excellent. I think this is the best way you can be explained. Uh, huh. We got your bag, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> and Rafi's got everyone else's bag. Oh, <laughs> you guys I got your AKA, I got your bag. <laughs> Was any of that recorded, Rafi? No. I started pressing I... record right after Rafi said, Why wasn't I recording? <laughs> oh, good. Unlike Lisa, I'm not always looking to set people up for to lose, you know? I know. I like how I started recording after I said that the buns were on my cheeks and I was, my nose, wait, what did I say? My fa- I was face deep on wiener? What did I say? Face deep in meat. Face deep in meat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to find that picture and uh, put that somewhere because obviously my hot dog love, it runs deep. <laughs> I it's think you should call this episode No Intruders. Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast, an Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am one of your hosts, Lisa Lowry. And I am your host, Rafael Marquez Castaneda. A.K.A. you're looking for pictures and distracted instead of uh, paying attention to the show? Is that what you're doing? Uh, Actually, well, yes, but I was reading Leanne's update where she always has the conversations that go on in her house. And I got distracted. Okay. So uh, I'm here. I'm present, Lisa. And All right. I'm ready. 
Okay. How about we introduce our special guest today? Welcome back to the show, Dr. Jen. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> just throwing it out different, you know, just got to put it out there. I like that. Also, back to the show, Lauren Kelly. Hi. So I feel bad calling this the dream team because it's an insult to everybody else that's on the show, but this is the dream team. Let's be real. <laughs> I was excited to be able to chat with you. I mean, obviously, we've talked already for 45 minutes before we even started. <laughs> that's uh, that's how it goes. On this episode, we will talk about the Monday show, Daniel and Allison, your calls, and the party across the street. And the Thursday episode, Lauren's palette, Jackie's engagement, Allison's puffy sleeves. But first... I want to ask you how you guys are doing and do a round of shout outs. Let's start with you, Dr. Jen. How are you doing? And uh, because, you know, the people want to know. And uh, what are your shout outs? The people, there's so many people want to know. Well, I'm just going to start with uh, just shouting out some names. Can I see uh, Ahmaud Arbery, Brianna Taylor, George Floyd. Uh, Go ahead and check out the Minnesota Freedom Fund and shop at any black business owned, such as bookstores, get you some literature. Read up on some things. Spend your white privilege. Uh, also, speaking of supporting, uh, Whitney is doing a fundraiser on June 3rd for races for 24 hours. Every hour, she will be running a mile. Whoa. And go ahead. And her um, It's the same link as the Facebook one that she was putting up about the races, but also her Instagram Um has the link to her fundraiser and it's for global running day, but also showing that isn't it a privilege as a white person that she can run even in the dark and around her neighborhood and not be scared. And those are my shout outs there and continuing on with positivity, everybody in the Facebook group. And thank you, Lisa and Rafi for having me on. Oh, it's always nice to have you on. And uh, Lauren, how are you? And what are your shout outs? I'm doing all right. I really like Jen's shout outs and I was going to shout out uh, Whitney too for the, for the same reason. Um, and also Toby, Megan, Trice, uh, Bruised by Dawn, Bex, Kelly, Scott, Tamara, Nina, Joanna, Paul, and Ray. Oh, and also you, Lisa, and Rafi, and Dr. Jen for my amazing mushroom and woodland creatures bathrobe. I love it so much. Oh, and you look so cute in it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Little Rafi, Mr. White Privilege, do you have any uh, shout-outs? Uh, first of all, how dare you? <laughs> Second of all, no shout-out to Lisa. Oh. Um, only shout-out to the members of the Dream Team, because it's been a rough couple of weeks, in case you're not paying attention. But, I mean, I'm doing okay. I can't complain. And yeah, just shout out to the Dream Team for keeping me entertained throughout the day. That is for sure. With all of the different texting threads, like I'm surprised that I have not fucked it up yet. (laughs) 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 Seriously. (laughs) I especially have to pay attention to the one that Leanne's on because I'm like, don't send a bunch of gifts in this one, Lisa. This is not... Oh, God. Uh, So my shout outs are to Brittany and the TNC miss you and we need to do a uh, happy hour soon. Also shout out to Ken Reed for listening to the show. And Bruce by Don, Tamara Holler, Scott Marquez, Paul Angstrom, Ray Morgan, Kelly Lundquist, superfan Megan Parkansky, Nina Hartley, Leanne Ward, Trice, 
Whitney C., Toby Milton, why not give everybody their last name, Tim Ortez, and Lauren Kelly and Dr. Jen. Because uh, I love chatting with you during the week as well. And I guess then I have to send one to Rafi. <laughs> and uh, what was Jen's full name again? <laughs> I think it was Dr. Jen Generous. Uh, what were the other ones? Oh, you call her Dr. Kevorky Jen. Um, mm-hmm, thank you. <laughs> wow. Dr. I, I J. Um, <laughs> that's all. I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not going to say it, you dick. <laughs> Oh, but uh, you did once, and then I got in trouble for it. <laughs> well, I'm going to edit that out. Don't worry. <laughs> Jen sent me in all caps angry text, like, what the fuck is your problem? Why are you leaving my name in the podcast? You got my Valley accent down. Correct. Wow. <laughs> working on that. Uh, but I also have a call out. So if any of you have a call out, I have a pretty major one. And it's, it's yourself. It's myself. <laughs> It is myself. Um, my apologies to Ken Reed for listening. <laughs> and I have to say, like, I'm going to backpedal a tiny bit because when I listen to the show, a lot of times I listen to it in one and a half speed and I'm not preparing myself like I should. I do it like right before we're going to record and I'm rushing through it. And so sometimes the tone of the show maybe sounds wrong because I'm listening to it wrong. Also, I have to, I don't want to always be thinking about like who's listening, but like I also have to think about like if someone's listening and I see something that maybe is not like very nice or maybe a little bit off that they might hear it and be like, hey, really? (laughs) But I have to say he certainly set me straight and not in a rude way at all because he's obviously super cool, but he's not reliving his childhood. He's rewriting it. And that is like the smartest thing that he could have said because that makes so much more sense. So will you Will you be tagging him in this? <laughs> no! <laughs> I'm still tiptoeing. Come on. No, I just think it's cool that he listened. But like I, like you, like everybody, I think everybody likes him being on. And I still want to watch his show, his life story as a show. Because that is, it just seems like it'd be very interesting and just like horrifying, but like beautiful all in one. And yeah, I I love him being on. And I'm, I hope I didn't hurt his feelings. But he seems like a, he's not broken that easily i will say that i wouldn't take what we say on this show like that seriously well yeah like i know my opinions on here are pretty exaggerated uh it's not exactly how i feel like i'm not upset that allison does something i just play it up a bit on here so and of course ken is not that sensitive right but also like i wouldn't second guess what you're saying because i know with me at least that's just how i'm feeling in the moment if I like went back and re-listened, I'd be like, "Oh, it's it's not as uh, bad as I thought, as I remember." So, just I don't know. And I won't be second guessing myself because, and the problem is, we do sometimes speak in the moment, and a lot of the people that listen know us and know that we're like saying things yeah. in jest. <laughs> yeah. Um, but with him, like not maybe listening all the time uh, or being a regular listener, he might be like, "Really, guys, <laughs> you pieces of shit." Well, I'm sure from the episode he'd listened to, I'm sure he's going to be a regular listener now. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think I shouted him out on a show a few months ago because he started following the Best Friends fan cast on Twitter. And I was like, well, that's super cool. And I never know if that means that they're going to listen or whatever. And like, I don't know who's listening besides the people that give us feedback. And if he is listening, will you be on the show, Ken? (laughs) 
We need to have him on for Seinfeld trivia because I have a feeling he might be pretty good at it. There are like two, like if I was ever to be lucky enough to be on his show, there are two TV guides that I would like to talk about. And obviously, if that Al Roker one is a real TV guide, obviously that's the one that I want to be on. <laughs> um, but there's also one with Charles Nelson Riley in it. And I forgot, I actually have it on my eBay watching list because I'm like, I just want to own this thing. But, oh um, <laughs> I know. but, um, I forgot which it's from the seventies, but I don't know which exact one it is, but yeah, those are the two, like I could sit and talk about match game all day long and, um, just, I don't know. I love him being on and I love that he listened and I love that he has a good sense of humor and, uh, thank you, Ken. I will call myself out because I am a pile of shit. <laughs> oh, I forgot. That's the segment we were doing. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Did anyone else have a call out? You want to call me out too? Because Jen, when, actually... when Jen heard that he tweeted about it and that like I said negative stuff, she's like, excuse me, I should have been on that show instead of um, you, apparently. I actually I do have. I didn't say I should have been on instead I know. of you. See how what happens? I'm... I paraphrase and then I change history and um, I should just end it all right now. I did. <laughs> I just think that I had a little bit more of a backstory on him that could have helped maybe shed some light on it. That is That's true. All. Because we were talking out of our assholes and you actually knew the facts. <laughs> I just enjoy his show and the content he puts out. And so it just because from hearing him talk, I, was, I just heard more backstory to what he talked about on Allison's show. That's all. That makes sense. And I didn't know that he and Jordan were friends, so. Hopefully, I mean, I think probably like industry friends. You know what I mean? Oh, like, right, right, right. Yeah. Like us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually do have a call out of sorts. Oh God. The BFF now has a hotline eight one eight BFF zero seven thirty two. That's eight one eight two three three zero seven thirty two. Guys, we have a Google Voice number. If there's a topic you want to talk about, and we'll set some prompts up in the uh, Facebook group. So if you're not part of that, get on it. And uh, feel free to leave us messages, uh, not hateful messages, hopefully. Uh, darn and, it. Uh, we'll play <laughs> at some point. We haven't really figured out where we're, what we're going to do with this, but thank you, Jen, or whoever it was that had the great idea to do this. Well, I just think that some of the people didn't want to be on the show, like different fans. So I said, why don't we do a feature, a fan segment? But you were the one that came up with the idea that take it a step further. Don't just have them like leave a message, but let's do a hotline for everyone to bling up. Great so, minds. Yeah. Look at you too. So Jen, uh, never mind. Never mind. Oh, <laughs> no, go, go ahead. You got to cut it out, but go ahead and say it. Um, no, I was going to make a joke and then I forgot what the joke was. So let's move <laughs> oh, on. <laughs> so no need to Dave Coulier it. All right. I guess we'll talk about Monday then. I know all about Monday. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. Quiz me. <laughs> Jen, lead us off. Yes. So what you got, Jen? <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> okay. How about some highlights? Because... I recently on an episode, I talked about the fact that I almost forgot that Owen exists because they don't really ever talk about him, but Owen took his first step. So that's super exciting and amazing. As someone who does not have kids. Who has um, never taken a step. (laughs) In the right direction. I've taken taken 12 of them. Thank you very much. Uh, I think you're still on number nine for for what I know. Um, As someone who does not have kids. How concerned were you guys? Because I hear this a lot, like people saying, 
he hasn't started talking yet, he's not walking yet. Like, how concerned should parents be when these developmental steps are not falling at the exact time and date that they expect them to? Well, I have to say, with my kids, it was tough because they were so different. It sounds like it was similar to Allison and Daniel's because Johnny started walking at 11 months and he had lost all of his teeth by the time he was one and he was already like talking and Ruby didn't walk until she was 15 months. So it's a huge difference. I don't think I was worried though, but it does make you like think about it. I, maybe I wouldn't have thought about it if I didn't have Johnny already like doing it totally differently. But uh, yeah, I wasn't worried, but I guess sometimes people have to worry because once it gets to a certain point, I was watching this one kid and he was one month younger than Johnny and he didn't start talking for a long time where he had to start going to a speech therapist and doing like sign language and stuff to try and get into, you know, to develop. So at a certain point you worry, but I don't know. I didn't, I didn't. Um, what about you, Jen? Well, I think it's different because my major is in communication disorders and sciences. And so like my whole background is all these milestones that I have to watch for in my career. But I think they're just general guidelines. Everybody, there's like a standard, you know, error deviation either way. But I think that I just come at it a different way. But I don't think I was ever worried. And even when one of my children needed uh, intervention and therapy, it was kind of like, all right, let's do this. So I just think I have a different outlook on it. But I think they're good for every parent to be aware of um, because early intervention is key no matter like where you're coming from. But yeah, I just think they're guidelines. I can't remember if it was Allison, but wasn't she saying that like by a certain age, they should know this many words and she was counting how many words Elliot knew. And I was like, that's a bit much. I feel like I, I think I'm this is why I'm not a good parent. I wouldn't make a good parent because I would just be like, yeah, whatever. They know however many words they know. And if they don't know them, we'll deal with it eventually. That's like kind of how I looked at it. I wasn't super, I tried to not read all of those books and try and do all of that stuff. I try to use more common sense and just try to see what happens, I guess. And if I needed to learn something, I would read a book about it or look it up. But I didn't want to I don't know. I don't want to have all these things of like, what if this happens? What if that happens? I was just like, let's just take it as it happens. You know what I mean? So I mean, the pediatrician's office give you those questionnaires. So those are like the first steps. So you don't really need to look it up. I mean, that's what the pediatrician's job is to do is answer the question. Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. But I mean, are we really surprised that Allison is resonating about something? <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Lauren? I wasn't too concerned. They both started walking at about 10 months and they talked a little bit later and other people like my mom was like a little bit concerned about it like oh my gosh they don't say anything yet um but or like other people would say like oh like what is you know when I just had Noah like what does Noah say and I'd be like oh nothing (laughs) (laughs) like he didn't he didn't really talk at all until he was two and then he just like really took off but and then pretty much the same with William they were just both much more concerned with crawling, walking, climbing, all the physical things, but not the the talking. But yeah, I didn't get too concerned about it. Like the doctor would say, you know, how many words does does he say this many words or like like Jen was saying. So we were always okay at the doctor appointment. So I was cool with it. I wasn't in any rush with anything. I think that's a better way of handling it because then you don't have to resonate on anything. <laughs> because it eventually it was- happens. It was nice to hear about Owen for once, though. Yes. I feel like he really is, just because he is so 
easy to manage right now that we kind of forget about him sometimes. I think she puts him up a lot more on her Instagram stories than like her actual posts or talks about in the episodes. But she she puts a lot of stories up of him like smiling. He just seems like a very happy-go-lucky kind of kid. Super. So cute. I think I need to be on Instagram more because I never get to see any. I never go on. I don't know. I go through phases. It's dumb, but whatever. Um, Sounds like I'm missing out on a little Owen fix because I think that that would help me because I'm like, oh, right. They have a second kid. I kind of felt that way about Jenna, too, even though I don't really listen to their show. But I just kind of maybe it's because she's not in on Allison's show talking about both the kids. When I see Dylan, I'm like, oh, my God, (laughs) Ray, second kid. And she's huge. Yeah, I think she just set up boundaries like big boundaries after, you know, Sam turned a certain age, she wouldn't really show her face much in pictures. And that kind of just increased with the second kid. And it seems like Leanne and I were talking about, you know, all these different uh, podcasts that Jenna will go on, but she's kind of has a certain dialogue she'll present. Whereas in Allison's show, she's very much more open and just Mm. shares a lot more. So I think we're, we only get more uh, behind the curtain with Jenna was when she's with Allison. That that makes sense. That's true. So speaking of getting behind the curtain, Lil Rafi, are you a tuck or no tuck? Uh, what are we talking about? <laughs> are you a tuck or no tuck with your bed? Did they tuck? A- oh, yeah, because <laughs> Allison finally made the bed for once. I was like, I know the Seinfeld reference. I was like, what <laughs> no, obviously, that's Allison? what I had to reference um, it as. I am definitely a no tuck. <laughs> And are you a futon fella? And I want to know if everybody else has ever dated a futon fella. And if you are one, Lil Rafi. I am not a futon fella. No, that's horrible. I've definitely had uncomfortable sex on a futon. What about you girls? <laughs> and off of a futon as well. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's a futon fella? Like, are we just saying a guy? Yeah, who has a, futon? a guy who has a futon as a bed, which is like, I, I felt like was- in the 90s, Pretty much every dude I knew had one where it's like, all right, I guess we're playing Street Fighter 2 on this rough thing. <laughs> well, in the 90s, I wasn't really visiting other fellas, you oh. know, because I was still in high school. But uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> when, I went to, when I went to college, you know, late 90s, when I moved out of the dorms into like my own apartment, I definitely had a futon. But I think that's what everybody had back then, right? You had your beanbag, your futon, like there's still like a beanbag futon shop in um one of the towns that next to where i grew up in like that it's been there since the 70s that's right we Uh, have a futon beanbag store right down the street too (laughs) like just going to these places you just got a futon because it was a couch and a bed like when you were in in college that's true but not after college and then crates were like your end table yes yes. (laughs) (laughs) what about you lauren she's like i'm still on a futon no (laughs) (laughs) I'm on my futon right now. No, um, I never had one. My first uh, roommate had a futon, but I didn't, and I never uh, was with a guy who had a futon. Whoa. Look at Not you. that I was anti-futon. I just didn't happen to encounter it. <laughs> maybe your standards were maybe a tad higher than mine. <laughs> well, going back to the tuck or no tuck, I I like to tuck the bed in when I'm making it, but when I'm in the bed, much like the invention that I think you Dr. Jen sent to the group text that someone made a a blanket that has a hole in it for your leg. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. That was Rafi. Oh, Rafi sent that one. (laughs) And at first I was like, finally someone's speaking my language, but then because it's, you know, close to the Jack coffee, I guess, but I really think it was more of a (laughs) ripoff. Okay. 
Wait, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I think I stepped on your explanation. It was a blanket that you can zip up just so one leg is in the blanket and the other leg is outside the blanket. So people who get hot can have like, you know, that perfect yes. balance. And so that is how I sleep with like one foot out for Me too. a little AC action. But I don't think I want a, bl- a blanket made like that because I like the choice. <laughs> I go back and uh, forth. I, I should explain that it's a fake product. Oh! <laughs> this guy on Instagram, I believe called, I believe his account is Unnecessary Inventions. And he does a ton of great ideas. Excuse like, me, he can ridiculous. make millions off of that thing. I know, but the funny thing is that none of them are real, and he'll constantly get people in the comments saying, like, why does anyone need this? Or, like, ooh, where can I buy one? So it's funny that I saw this, and I was like, this is the kind of uh, guy this Lisa the... needs to get in business with. Yeah, this is the mind that you're working with is unnecessary inventions, but that can make a lot of money because people are stupid. So connect- connecting to that, Daniel's invention of a mattress with foot slots... <laughs> is like i think we need a picture of exactly like much like the way hashtag al sleeps and i've wanted not because i want to get into their bedroom but i'd like to see a picture of what this really means of the piling on of pills because that's also how i sleep but i want to see a picture of daniel's foot and how he has to sleep because i think i would get a foot cramp or something i don't is the heel of your foot in it i don't know i've seen a bed and i don't know if this is real or not but it has an arm channel for oh. you to cuddle oh. like to spoon okay so you can spoon all the live long night but it's i think this must have been also a fake invention because that sounds fucking dumb well i've seen the boyfriend <laughs> pillow too where there's the well, spoon pillow real. and then there's the boyfriend pillow there's also the pillow that just for yourself like if you want to lay on your side oh yeah. it has a cut for your arm so your arm can go under and you're not laying on your arm it's like a little tunnel but I haven't seen, I can, I mean, if, you know, I just completely listen to all the Monday shows, but from, this is not the first time I'm hearing this about the foot mattress thingy, but what I'm gathering just from this, you know, information that I've researched, I think he's talking about like putting your toes in it. So like you have somewhere for your feet to go in hmm. rather than just lay on top. Huh. So that way your feet are covered. But I he think said it, holes I think in the mattress. I could get behind that. Like you go into the mattress with your foot because then you could be uncovered. Like your legs wouldn't have to be completely covered. You could be a little bit cool, but your feet wouldn't feel like, you know, the monsters are going to get them. (laughs) I do have that talk with myself when my foot's hanging off. I'm like, you know, your foot's going to get grabbed by something. Right. And then I just talk myself out of that because I'm more comfortable that way. But he he has the other thing they're talking about was tandem stationary bikes, if that exists. And I think that's (laughs) hilarious. And uh, his, I think his merch company, he was calling it Quaco, 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 but I think Quantsco is where it should be. Quabby. And then Quabby for the his video clips that he was going to come up with. (laughs) (laughs) Which he really should do all of this stuff because I think he's so funny and I think there's something there, you know. And he needs to have like a fake website of all of his inventions or like an Instagram account of all of this stuff because. Maybe he is the Instagram account that Rafi follows. Oh, it could be. Is it called uh, Quabi? (laughs) At Quabi? (laughs) One of the actual things that I think Daniel should do is start streaming on Twitch. Uh, This came up a while back uh, because I remember Paul, I think, was kind of interested in that. So this must have been when we did the group meetup in March. I don't know what video games he would play, 
but people make millions oh, of yeah. dollars streaming themselves playing video games. Obviously, that's rare, but why not do that? You know, what else is he doing? Right. And if you're playing anyway, put it out there. See if someone will watch. They they I, will. He <laughs> My games will. Very yeah. entertaining. He would be very entertaining to watch play a video game. And I know Shmoo on Twitter was trying to say, I'd watch, but he's like, what game? But I think, I don't know any games, that, you know, nowadays, but I would definitely watch him play. I think he would be hilarious. Oh, yeah. I'd watch him play Oregon Trail. That's that's what's new, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, watch him play Snake. <laughs> <laughs> Pong. Yeah, I... Uh... I, I just love when he starts talking about his inventions because his mind is a brilliant thing that needs to stop being wasted <laughs> because he needs to get in to like doing some creative stuff. And I know he reached back out to me about being on the show and I'm really excited to talk to him at some point when he has time and no pressure, Daniel, but it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I promise. <laughs> Yay. So when they were talking, they mentioned something about sort of in passing about them chatting and having it's domestic this domestic bliss and i was like this is the podcast that they need to do the third show week it's called domestic bliss with daniel and allison like this is it that's the show i would love to hear them chat yeah although their chatter this week was a little boring but i might cut that out (laughs) i actually liked it um i like them together uh i the only thing i didn't like from those saturday episodes is that they were like it was like reading the newspaper. Like yes. she, was, she had like news stories lined up. And maybe that was because it was after she left Corolla and she just kind of had a habit of checking the news. So don't do that. And don't talk about Corona for yes. 35 minutes. I think having people like call that, but... in and chit chatting about what's going on in their daily life and stuff like that. And even just these random things like how he gets into his inventions or how they are going back and forth on the wasps and how to kill them or whatever like this kind of conversation i would listen to i mean it is really seinfeld-esque i have a question um maybe i don't remember or maybe they <laughs> so on the right. thursday shows oh. he's not a part of it right he just does like the intro right but she is she inside the house while she does those like why can't he be a part of them i think she's outside but he's watching the kids at the time i, I think the scheduling could be better for him to be on i mean i'm not saying like he needs to be on but that's right. kind of where their, their their chit chat would come in sometimes. I'm just I couldn't remember why he wasn't on, but now okay, maybe it's because the kids are. I think it's because of the kids, but actually I think I'm kind of liking. I know we talked about before that I love them together, but a lot of times their chit chat commandeers the Thursday show, and it was yeah. we were talking about maybe it'd be nice for him to be off a couple of times with. But how do you say that nicely? Like, hey, maybe take a breather. <laughs> but. Now he gets a Monday show to himself, which is kind of like perfect because we get the best of both worlds. Although, much like we've said ad nauseum, she needs to get back to her regular Monday shows. And then this should just be like an extra bonus. Like even if they do it once a month or if they do it like every weekend, I think they would enjoy it. It's almost like therapy to like, you know, when we chat together, like I feel better afterwards. And I feel like they would have the same experience. Like it's fun. Is Tony... Um, Tony is... Oh, sorry. There you go. I can't. <laughs> I can't no, not do it. <laughs> no, go ahead. Do it. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Tony Thaxton. Is he <laughs> um, a part of the Monday shows or is he editing them? Or is she just putting just it out? Like oh, he is editing them? Yeah. Because okay. she'll make comments during the show like, oh, Tony add this or, or take this out or maybe he'll take this out or whatever. I think he... I don't think they have to edit a lot. Right. Because I'm thinking... It doesn't sound like they do because she, she used to do like the Daniel or the Patreon show. She would just put them out you know, right. without editing. So I'm thinking she, how much more of work would it be just to do her Daniel show? Just put it out. Don't edit it because, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and leave all the, the crap in. Shows, like... Yeah, she can get back to the Monday shows. Because I feel like her and Daniel can talk anytime. It doesn't have to be a specific right. day or so. And they've been know. doing it in the house or whatever because there's they can't hear the kids from outside. But I think I think that's oh. a perfectly good point. Just it doesn't have to be overly edited. There's no drops. There's no jingles. It's like just add the show the the theme song at the beginning and the end and like sometimes they have to take a break or something but that's like the easiest editing i think when you have someone like daniel and like they know each other so well they can just sit and chat there's not going to be a lot of things that need to be edited out and yeah leave it in that's that's the show we want to hear it all it's fine a person can dream (laughs) (laughs) well allison if you're listening (laughs) um don't listen to the last part that i said earlier (laughs) just kidding (laughs) erase that from your memory so they did take a couple of calls and the first caller was a repeat caller. It was the person who was recovering from from COVID and they were asking kind of like, what does that mean? So she called back to say, kind of explain what does that look like as far as recovering? And she sounded positive and maybe she didn't. One thing she said that I didn't really understand, she said that she may have gotten it from someone that she was around but she only slightly was exposed, so that's why it wasn't so bad. I don't know. Is that how viruses work? I didn't think so. That was really interesting to me. Dr. Jen? Is that- <laughs> to the doctor. <laughs> As I am a virologist. Obviously. No, I think that uh, the only, like, when you, the time, the distance, so proximity and time are the one of the factors in the environment you're in for if you are exposed. From my understanding and all the reading that I've done, there is no slight or not. The virus is in your body. The virus is in your body. How your body reacts to that, I think, is your own immune system. Because I don't think there's like, oh, only one strain got into me. Like I, to my understanding, not that everybody knows anything about this virus. I just don't think that's in general how they work. Yeah, I didn't think so either. It's like, well, I only was exposed to it slightly. So I only was affected slightly. I'm like, I don't think so. I think it's your own immunity, like you said. But also, we... I'm glad you said that because I was was wondering that too. I was like, oh, that's weird. But it's kind of interesting to be able to hear somebody that's on the other side of it or almost. And she was having to catch her breath a couple of times during the um, call. So it's sort of interesting uh, to hear that were they interact was it a call like they were interacting with her no. again will he listen to the show or did she just leave a voice <laughs> uh, she left a second voicemail uh, this is a great opportunity to set up a fan phone call that is very I'm true i'm gonna stop t- covering this monday show and just let y'all talk <laughs> <laughs> well they talked about like what life will be like after everything and i think much like what we've been getting used to, it slowly kind of came on. Although it was a little fast in the beginning, like every day something different. And then we slowly kind of just got used to this new life. And I think we'll get used to the new life that it will be. I know my our favorite restaurant just is uh, just is, is opening on Monday. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to make a reservation for next Friday. But now I'm sort of like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> because like we've talked about before, like nothing has changed in the world, but for some reason, everything's being lifted. So we still, so there's this like sense of, well, everything's going to be fine then, but it's like, but nothing's changed. <laughs> so I don't know. I do think it's probably safer to go to a restaurant than being in a grocery store. So I don't know. I guess caution no, to the wind. Not. What? No, it's not. No, it's not. Okay. It's, it's not. Tell me, doctor. Uh- Time. You're spending way more time in the restaurant. Mm. You're exposed to way more uh, droplets. And I just don't know. I saw someone go to a restaurant in you know, a different state that opened up. They had to wear masks. The, the waiters had to wear masks. 
there's no menu, so they had to download the QR code, scan the QR code. I was code, wondering how that was going to work. And everything table was like distance from each other. When I go to a restaurant, this is just my personal opinion. I want to sit down and enjoy my meal. I don't want to be in my mind the whole time thinking, okay, now I take off my mask and now I put in a like my spoon and now I put my mask back on. That person over there, they sneeze, they cough, mm. you know, or the person touched something. Do I have to keep have the hand sanitizer on hand all the time? I will gladly support restaurants, but I'm going to take that food home where it's a more controlled environment. Still a risk, but more controlled environment. So it's it's not there are more hands touching your stuff by the time it gets to your hands at a grocery store, but there's more people in an enclosed environment. So you're better off in an open air place. A patio restaurant, less of a That makes risk sense. And this restaurant is small. I don't even know yeah. how they're going to do distancing. We always sit at the bar too, and the people make the dinner, or the chef is right in front of you, like a couple feet away. <laughs> so yeah, I wonder how so they're going to do that. A really great, a video that explains this is from Vox on YouTube. If you look up how coronavirus spreads outdoors versus indoors, they explained how the original outbreak in China was in a restaurant. Uh, once the guy got it, he gave it to a bunch of people in the restaurant at the table sitting uh, like left and right of him or whatever. Those people got super affected and the people on the other side did not. But why, if they were still like essentially in the same area, it's because an AC unit was oh, circulating God. the air back and forth mm-hmm. over these tables. Uh, so check those videos out. We and never go out again, Trump is what you're telling me. <laughs> like the video explains, you know, like there are safer and then there's riskier behaviors. Right. So, I mean, you can go out, but you're moving towards the riskier side of the scale. I think that but, restaurant I mean, is probably riskier to... now that the way Jen s- explained that as far as being in close quarters, I didn't really think about that part, but I don't know. Yeah. It, last night I... we picked up our food and I was almost going to eat there, but I thought I'm not ready for that yet. I just feel a little bit like weird and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy. And oh, I don't know. Like, it's realistic. I think. Or anything like that. Uh, I just, I don't know. Just, I don't know. Well, that led to their conversation about their neighborhood had sort of a drive, a drive by graduation for their, (laughs) their neighbor. And like we did for our son for his birthday. And like a lot of people are doing where, you know, they just drive by with balloons or whatever and honk and, and that's it. And that it turned into them actually just hanging out kind of without masks and being a little closer and they're kind of like freaking out about it. And it's like, well, at a certain point, that's how it's going to be. And I don't know, the transition is going to be weird. But like last weekend, our friends were like, hey, why don't you guys come over and go swimming? And I was like, I selfishly, I'm like, I'm over all of this. Like everybody's over it. And I, we went and like swam at their house. And now I'm like, God, it's probably not the smartest idea. Lauren's specifically on mute. She does not want to. (laughs) She's like, I'm not friends with you anymore. You suck. No, (laughs) No, I'm sorry. Chris came in the room and he's getting close. Okay. I think to all of this, you know, nothing has changed. Yes. Right. Nobody knows everything about the virus. The whole point of them lifting things, what they need to do is just be honest with the public. It's how much, how much can we afford for people to get sick? Yeah. People are going to get sick. The thing is like, where do you want to be in the second wave? You know, what part do you want to do with, with, with your, with your family? And at the end of the day, like it's up for you to decide. And 
I don't know, I'm not going to judge you because you went to your, you know, friend's house for a pool, but I'm also not going to come over to somebody's house that's not quarantined, but that's my decision to right. make. And I, and I am privileged enough and fortunate enough to make that decision. But n- people are going to get sick. It's just how sick, how risky or how much are you okay with the possibility of getting sick? And I do just need to keep that in mind that just because they're lifting it, it is a false sense of security. It's not anything's changed, but it's just you have to take I, I guess they're giving us the freedom to you take life at your own risk now, basically, and what you're willing to risk for your family. Like you said, I think that's perfectly put. And I think I need to think a little bit more about it <laughs> and be less lax because I was like super like naughty about it. every little thing and like. Whenever, like, well, and Mike's not very good about, like, anything. <laughs> so when he gets home from work, it's like, can you leave your work boots, like, at the door, not, like, walk around the house with them on and, like, your lunchbox and, like, all this other stuff. So I'm, like, spraying everything down. But it's like, I don't want to, you know, everything that comes into the house, the groceries go into the garage and I wipe them down. And with the takeout, I wipe everything down. And it's just, that's going to be part of life now, I think, for me, because that's just how it is. <laughs> But then to like throw caution to women, be like, let's go swimming and like eat food at their house. Like, okay. <laughs> well, this also led to Allison uh, reliving her uh, fart gymnastic story, which was like hilarious. But she said she was a real gaseous McLeod while she was, I think she was like fifth grade or third grade or something. I'm just like farting at every turn. And I definitely had moments <laughs> like that when I was a kid that are embarrassing that stick out. But her saying Gaseous McLeod re- reminded me of another one of Daniel's inventions, and that's who smelt it or who farted or whatever it is, his board game. Do you remember this? That just like all of a sudden disappeared? Yeah, that was a long, long time ago. Another one of his many great inventions that has not come to fruition. When he's on, I'm gonna we're going to broach every one of these subjects. <laughs> Lauren, did you have something to say about Gaseous McLeod or farting? <laughs> <laughs> no, I always feel sorry for her when she tells stories like that like it's funny but I also feel so sorry for little Allison like oh my god that must have been so embarrassing I know I I feel the same way where I'm like I just want to give her a hug and be like don't worry you'll be cool one day (laughs) yeah (laughs) they had another caller Bridget from Austin oh that's the one who's recovering crap did they have two repeat callers I don't know I'm already messing it up so Bridget is the one that was recovering and catching her breath, but they had a repeat caller about their friend that was recovering. I don't know. I'm mixing it up, obviously. But uh, Daniel was saying that this is all like a social experiment and they're saying that kids are flourishing at home. And I think depending on their age, I could definitely see that. It's interesting that they're saying that younger kids are doing better being at home. And I think that was like, for me, I didn't want my kids to go to preschool. I want to do everything for them until kindergarten. But I want it will be interesting to see like the the differences and changes in how we're learning or how the kids will be. I don't know. Have you guys witnessed any like differences like positive negative with your kids? My son William has been spending like most of his time outside like for a few days in a row. It was like from 7 a.m. until the sun went down. He was out in the garden. That's amazing. Digging holes, playing in the dirt. Um, he would bring his tablet out and listen to audiobooks. Oh, and I love him. Just- <laughs> <laughs> He's so cute. He would go and, and I would be like, dude, aren't you going to come inside? And he goes, I don't want to waste any of this daylight time. Like he and he must have heard this from someone probably on YouTube probably or something you? like, don't, 
don't waste the daylight. So he's out there and he's he's like working his ass off outside and then comes in filthy at night and like we read together. And then Noah, Noah though, he's more of like an indoor kid. So I feel like for him, it's it's harder and he's definitely watching more TV and playing more video games and maybe being more isolated. So, but they do play together too. So I think all in all, they're okay, but it's, 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 they're, they're total opposites. Yeah. It definitely helps having the siblings that will play together. Um, My older one is in kindergarten, but she loves being home so this is like the best thing for her. Like she is a total home person. We still go to the botanical gardens nearby by appointment only. So we can get outdoors because she does love like climb trees. And But we have, we're fortunate enough to have a backyard that's covered patio. So if I, if I want them to do something like outside, sometimes all it takes is like I'll go outside and start busying myself. Then I'll be like, oh, I need to bother mom. So <laughs> they'll come outside. Yeah. But then they'll just spend hours just washing their bike or washing their toys or painting on the ground or jumping in the trampoline or they love to clean so they just want to clean their toys and unfortunately one of the commercials on this animal planet show they watch called too cute all about puppies and kittens they it talks about dawn and the dish soap and they're like oh our toys toys are very greasy we need to cut that (laughs) grease with some dawn (laughs) and they're like mom get the blue dawn out and like get the (laughs) And they'll start saying, like, you know, whatever. And then they'll just start cleaning or they'll just start going around saying, high protein, low sugar, diabetes bars. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God. Okay. So the commercials have to stop. But they just, they, I, they'll see the neighborhood kids. Some of the neighborhood kids' families will still play together. And that's just not for me. Um, so they'll kind of look wistfully out there and kind of smile at them or say hi through the window. But they do play with each other quite a bit. So, yeah. The, they're, that's really sweet. They're doing fine. Although now they won't let anyone near them. Like oh. their personal bubble is extended because, you know, the coronavirus. And they do think say things like, well, when the coronavirus is over, I want to do this, this, and that. So we do have that jar that they put their thoughts into of things they want to do. Oh, that's oh, cool. That's a good idea. I love that. Yeah. It's so they feel heard and like it's a concrete thing that will happen. So they can look at the jar of their ideas of things like that. So, you know, it's not like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more like we will. It's just like in the future kind of thing. Oh, so. their little future jar. I love that. That's really a great idea. I know we have just the one major thing we want to do as a family is go. We always go on a trip in June. And I thought, well, as soon as, you know, the hotels are open in June Lake, like we want to go. But I'm also a little bit freaked out about that you know it's just sort of obviously they're probably gonna be the cleanest they've ever been at those hotels and i always wipe down everything anyway but yeah it's still gonna be like you said jen like the other thing is like i don't really want to be reminded of everything right it's not very relaxing to see like you you know your server with a mask on because it's like oh right well you just don't hang out in the lobby you go Mm. you sanitize your place and then you go outside by the lake and you bring your food out there that's you know? a great oh. idea. Yeah, because we're planning on just going fishing, probably gold panning, just hiking, whatever, like just being outside. So, cool. so that would probably be the best trip if we were going to go yeah. on one. Yeah. I know we had planned on going to Catalina. That was going to be our like big trip because the kids have gone with like their field trip with their school, but they've only gone to the backside of Catalina. They've never been to Avalon. And I thought that'd be so much fun oh, wow. to mm-hmm. go there. And it's a place that I've been meaning to tell Allison 
I know they always go to Hawaii, but I feel like this is like right in our backyards. Like Catalina is so amazing <laughs> to go to. Yeah, but I would say so been quite a few times. I don't think it's as luxurious as what Allison well, likes. That's to do. true. That is you know very I mean? true. Yeah. But also you do have to take that huge boat over there with a bunch of people. Oof. But you could just, you know, you could just stay outside the whole time and get wind blown. <laughs> <laughs> and look but, really uh, beautiful when you get there. Right. <laughs> That's so funny because I was, what was that? We were somewhere just the other day and I was like all windblown and I'm like, cool. You know, you see those people that are windblown that look like models and like, I look like a drowned rat. (laughs) Where it's like, oh my God, no. Well, they did do a positive iTunes comment and people are loving Daniel on the Monday show and missing him on Thursday. But I think we talked a little bit about that as far as it's kind of nice to have a little change up, but it'd be nice to get back to our normal our normal shows do you have anything else for monday before we do a little lk's childish chat <laughs> nope <laughs> we get a live version of lk's childish chat hit it lauren hi lisa hi Rafi. hi jen hi friends this is lauren k with some childish chat childish has gone to every other week and i guess that's it i like y'all so much bye oh lauren <laughs> Short and sweet, just like you. (laughs) Wow, that was perfect. Covered everything this time, yeah. (laughs) That was perfect. My time. That was so good, Lauren. Thank you. (laughs) That was perfect. All right, shall we talk about Thursday? Yes. Okay, we were her little marzipan truffle sent in by Kathy, my on Patreon. Once again, it's not sprinkle, sprinkle, jingle, jangle, pringle, pringle. God damn it. Give the people what they want. (laughs) But I think because Allison likes marzipan and I think it's Mm. complete baloney. But I think that's why she probably picked it, right? Like she's a marzipan fan. I am also a marzipan fan. It is one of my favorite kind of candies. It's very old lady. I remember when Greg Keller would talk about, I think it's his wife's favorite and possibly his mom's. I'm like, yeah, it's about right. I like old lady candy. (laughs) Were there's originals. So, but I don't like the marzipan, like the traditional fruit, whatever ones that are like painted and like whatever. Uh, I like the dark chocolate covered marzipan. That's, that's my pajama jam. I'm glad I said that. (laughs) Really glad I said that. (laughs) But I don't know what a marzipan truffle is. That might be similar. But we need sprinkle, sprangle for fuck's sakes. (laughs) Yeah. And I've been sending in all kinds of like random stuff and... Yeah, so we get, but we got somebody new, got their um, thing read. And you know what? Today is the last weekend of the month. So, you know, we're getting our Patreon live stream with Allison. So by the time the show comes out, you'll have already heard it or be a part participant of it. But uh, yeah, it's always fun. Support Allison on Patreon. It's great. <laughs> you can send in a card and never have it read. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Robbie>. <laughs> I can't wait to uh, join this live stream and see all of you there. Mm. Damn it. <laughs> I was taking a sip of tea. <laughs> what? What? Jen, why? Why am I? <laughs> what? I, I can't wait to see you there. What don't you understand? I'm a great guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put crickets in there. Thank you. <laughs> I need to have crickets. Just in the beginning, I was like, I should do the crickets on my phone. And yeah, I should. <laughs> just in case, for whatever reason. I knew it would come up with yeah. Rafi here. <laughs> 
So Allison switched up her look, which I didn't get to see yet, but apparently she's wearing the puffy shirt. Excuse me? Um, I don't think she's wearing a puffy shirt, but I thought it was funny that, um, was it Elliot that said she's dressed weird? Yes. Yeah. And by the way, being Uh, a parent and changing your look, it's not easy because when I, I've talked about wanting to go blonde or whatever, and the kids are like, what? (laughs) And then, you know, if I, I, I got a whole bunch of new clothes last year trying to like anticipating my, my goal being met, which has not been. And I'm like, they're the critics I'm most worried about. Like, they're going to be like, what are you trying to pull off? <laughs> I can already just feel it happening, even though they might not. I, I should give them credit. Maybe they won't. They might be more supportive if I if I say, you know, what? I can broach it in a different way. Like, I'm a little nervous because I've got this new thing I'm going to wear. They would probably be more supportive if I, you know, presented it that way instead of No, like, you sit them down and you say, listen, motherfucker, no! I brought you to the <laughs> I'm going to change my look, and if you don't like it, shut the fuck up. So I will be playing that for them. I'll just say, Dr. Jen has a word for you. (laughs) I need to make a recording. (laughs) You just did. (laughs) Play them this, back it up. But I think my kids are kind of somehow politically correct. Like, I'll come in, they're like, something looks different about you. Like, when I did the blonde underneath, they were too young to probably even notice. It's just part of my look now, and I've probably done it for too long. But also with tattoos, like, they're just used to me having tattoos. But, like, they have definitely judged people with tattoos where I'm like, how are they not judging me? (laughs) And how do they even (laughs) see that? Because it's so normal to them. But when Mike and I went to Santa Cruz last year, we we got tattoos while we were there. And I was, like, most nervous about coming. Like, it was like they were my parents. Like, they're going to be like, you got tattoos? Really? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. They actually were a little bit bummed because we didn't tell them beforehand. They're like, really? Why didn't you tell us? That's weird. I'm like, I don't know. It just seemed like weird. Like, hey, kids, we're getting a tattoo. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a fucking wiener. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't tell my kids if I'm getting tattooed. Or, I mean, like, if that's where I'm going, like, I'm leaving for that, I'll say, I don't know. I, I don't really talk to them about it It seems weird right it's such a weird it just seems like i'm going this is for me it's not for you and if you notice it great (laughs) so i'm curious if any of you have i mean i feel like this is kind of a universal thing maybe it's not but have you ever like went to the store and you see some piece of clothing that is not something you would normally wear but you buy it anyway and then you put it on and when your friends see you you get fucking flamed (laughs) Because Are you talking like about your cowboy hats? <laughs> cowboy hat. Or am I mistaking you with Jerry Seinfeld and his cowboy boots? <laughs> <laughs> this well, happened so to you. I thought you shared this. With a cowboy hat? Or something. I mean, it's happened to me. I don't recall it being cowboy boots or a hat. <laughs> I don't know. But Jan, I'm sure you've had many uh, oh. adventurous <laughs> clothing choices. I, I don't understand why we're getting picked on. Uh, I, none of my friends have ever made fun of anything I'm wearing. I think if anyone's going to make fun of something I'm wearing, it's going to be my brother. But that's more like high school times. I don't know. I've, I don't think I've ever... Yeah, sure, I've tried like a new look or something, but nothing that's ever caused my quote-unquote friends to bully me. <laughs> I think if my friends were going to make fun of me, they'd probably do it behind my back. <laughs> like, decent. Oh, <laughs> Well, like, my friends are so cool, and, like, sometimes when I think, I'm going to change my look up or, like, be, like, do wear the things I've always wanted to wear or just whatever, and I think, 
maybe they're going to be like, you're trying too hard or like this isn't like really cool i don't know they wouldn't but i feel like they might have like i don't know they probably have a subreddit about my my fucking looks <laughs> lauren when uh you opened your package and you put on your new robe did you walk out and everyone was like hey new robe what's the deal <laughs> um <laughs> no pretty much just chris being like this is my wife now and um <laughs> the boys i showed the boys and noah is the sweetest person so like he's like oh mom it's so nice like i'm like look at my new robe that my friend sent me he's like oh it's so cool mom it's got mushrooms on it yeah super nice i don't remember will william was probably outside when i put it on no. but i'm sure he knows that's my new skin <laughs> so i think we need to get a robe for tony and send it to him and he could be new robe tony i love that name <gasps> Yes, Cali robe Tony. Not just for Japan. Can wear a robe here. Yes. <laughs> American Tony. Jack off your prototype and uh, send it his way. <laughs> we all know he can use it, right? Wow, geez. Oh, the Jack Offy? Or yeah. can we do like a combination Jack Offy sleepy hangovery? He might need all of those. Probably. I think perfect you know, karaoke. My robes have. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, they could be like cut off jean short robe. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, oh my god, it could be a jumpsuit and a robe. Yes. Yeah. Cut Lots off of jeans, pockets for days, a hole in the middle apparently for Rafi. Knee length for Rafi. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Rafi and his burritos. <laughs> <laughs> so this uh, this is actually on topic of something I wanted to mention. Oh dear. Is it just me being sensitive to Tony, but it seems like Allison is, like, really mean to him. I hear that a tiny bit as well. A tiny bit. I don't remember what she said on this episode in particular, but often she, like, makes jokes about Tony, and I'm like... Like, last week when she called him a pussy, but, like, kind of, like, jokingly, but, like... Yeah. And then Allison... on Twitter when she's like, this is my producer, everybody, like, when he was saying that he's, like, losing his mind... I just don't think she would say these things to Jeff. Right. That's just what I would say. So speaking uh, of Jeff, he's been on, he was on the bonus Patreon and I have not listened to it yet, but if you guys aren't on Patreon, that's another reason to be on it because I heard it's it's a delightful episode, right? Lauren, Rafi? I didn't listen to it yet. Oh, I, okay. Oh, it was Leanne that listened. <laughs> Sorry. But I have, I mean, I, I'm going to listen to it right now. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> it was nice chatting with you. I love Jeff, though, so I definitely will listen to it. So, Rafi, you said that it made you maybe miss him being on the show, or was that Leanne, or was that everybody, or is that just, I mean, I do, too, obviously. Yeah, I I do miss him on the show and what he brought to the show. I think I just missed hearing from him. I don't need him, like, to be on the show all the time. I do love the episodes when he was producer, but I just missed hearing what he's up to, and it was great having him on again. So, if you're not a part... (laughs) I mean, get on it. Don't wait for another month to go by. Why not today? I feel like that was pointed, but you know. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> More crickets. So Jackie and Lauren Lapkus were on and I enjoyed them both being on. I think uh, Lauren's new movie looks pretty good. I I love David Spade. At least I did that was probably my favorite SNL era as well that they were talking about. Yeah. Or maybe a little bit before that, like the Wayne's World era was probably my favorite. But 
I think it's I think that's a good get for Allison and I think that's pretty cool but it also made me think like I didn't realize that they all had just gone through recent divorces so you've got Tony Lauren and Jackie and I feel like their podcast could be the three divorcees but I would listen to that show because they all have this experience this is all something that people are either have gone through or might go through in their lives and it would be interesting (laughs) to hear these well, I, remem- I remember uh back when jackie visited lauren in hawaii is when she's putting out all those instagram stories now it's following along and when she had that horrible experience on the boat going to like dive with sharks like i remember watching it and a couple stories she put like lauren in the stories in the background and lauren was- had just gone to the divorce herself Hmm. Um, so I remember all of that playing out, but Jack- Jackie was not, you know, open about her divorce. It just looked like she was like her year of yes, where she was just doing everything. Yes. Um, but now looking back on it, it all kind of makes sense. That's so true. And, and hearing all, I think it would be like therapeutic for all of them because it sounds like even though they've all moved on and they all have their like, it, it, they're all in their different levels of it besides not moving on. Like Tony's not really there yet. They're all in different like levels of divorce and I think that would be an interesting show to listen to, like their experiences and like, I don't know, maybe I'm just more interested in it. No, I think it's good because they all, they all know Tony, right? And they're right. all like, Lauren is farther ahead because she was married, remarried for a while. Yeah. Jackie's about to be married and he's freshly into it. So like it could be, you know, like a little system of helping each other out through the levels. Right. I think that would be such a great show. I think people are would relate to it so much because they are at those different levels and just hearing their journey would be, I don't know, I would listen to it. And they're all funny people and they have a good dynamic together. So even if this isn't a show, which I mean, if it was, I'm sure it'd be great and it would help a lot of people. I hope that just in real life that he can reach out to people like Jackie and Lauren. Not everything has to be content, but hopefully, you know, they're there for him and whenever he's ready to move on. It, it seems like he is because he's trying to get on Raya. I know he's trying to do that, but I don't think he's ready. How do you, okay, you tell us, Rafi, how do you date during a quarantine? Yeah, I th- I, That's exactly what I was about to say. Even if he were on Raya, I don't know if it would change anything because right now I don't even bother going on to the apps because it's like, who? what am I going to fucking just text you? Like, that's not that fun for me. I'm not into having pen pals on like uh, Leanne or prison friends. But um, well, so and I was I, thinking like how sad it would be to be trying to do online dating right now or trying to like, because it you're so limited. But then I was thinking it was, it would be a very, it would be a really good opportunity to get to know somebody without like the option of sex, <laughs> like ruining it oh right my away. God, like actually having to get to know someone. Right. No that would be I interesting. Think- <laughs> I think he is doesn't in have a... to be a groceries first date option, Lil Rafi. Jeez. <laughs> first date, grocery store. Second date, the groceries. Um, <laughs> I think Tony's in a great position that he has so many cool friends mm-hmm. that could set him up with people. I think that would probably be a better way to go about it. And then if they feel comfortable you know, say going on a bike ride as a date, then he could do that. But I feel like meeting someone online right now, it's pretty difficult. Well, you would know best, but it just sounds difficult in general. Like it does seem like it would be difficult, more difficult now, but yeah, I think he, yeah, I don't know. I think he's trying to put himself out there, but I don't think he's emotionally ready from what I've seen (laughs) and heard. 
<sighs> but don't they say the best way to get over someone oh, is God to get someone else? <laughs> the best way to get over someone is to eat their, someone's groceries. Yeah. <laughs> to get under the grendel. <laughs> <laughs> to get under somebody's chode. Buns on your face and oh. in your mouth. Lisa, just like you said. <laughs> Old buns on her face. <sighs> Old buns. All right. <laughs> I like that you don't discriminate with age. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I mean, actually, what? okay. Um, so they talked about Zoom happy hours. I really enjoyed ours, and I think we need to do another one. I was going to suggest it, and then I saw that the live stream was this weekend. And I'm like, eh, that might be pushing it. But their happy hours and talking about, well, Lauren was talking about having anxiety before going on to the happy hours because there would be people she didn't know. And I've only been on, well, we've been on one with Allison in the live stream and a lot of people we didn't know. And I just had more of like a, hey, we need to connect with more people without like stepping on Allison's toes. Um, <laughs> but with the other one, it was my friend's birthday and they were going to be inviting a bunch of people I didn't know. And I did not have that anxiety, but like I'm surprised because they are both like out, outgoing people. So to have anxiety before you're going on to a Zoom call with people you've never met seems strange to me. I don't know. I guess I could just like have a drink and be like, I'm going to put my foot in my mouth, which is what I always do. And like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So I yeah, I'm not familiar with all these uh like house party, I think maybe is what they were using. I don't know. I've never used it. But I as someone who does like get anxiety when I go to a party full of people I don't know, I don't have that via the online thing because the well, the only experience I have is the one with Allison where there was a ton of people and it was just I knew I wasn't going to turn my video or sound on because I was like, I'm just going to watch because there's way too many people for me to try to interject. So maybe that's why I didn't feel it. But I don't care about what was going on in these rooms, aside from the fact that in one of them was Beyonce's mother, Tina Knowles. Why the hell did Lauren not just skadooch over to that room <laughs> maybe and she wasn't invited. have some great stories to tell us? Wouldn't that be weird? Isn't that a weird concept that like a Zoom party would have sub parties and what like maybe you're not you know it's happening but you're not invited to it? Like why aren't I allowed to be a part of that one? <laughs> so like <laughs> I, I I assume she could have joined it whenever she wanted, but I I don't know. I I just I think it's weird hearing about celebrities doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, there was uh, I forget whose birthday it was. But, like, yeah. a bunch of famous people were in it. Like, was Jay-Z it Britney was Spears there. Spears or Taylor Swift or someone like that? It was uh, someone in the hip-hop community. I can't remember mm. who. But, like, Jay-Z on a Zoom for three hours? Like, I cannot imagine. I want to be part of this. Like, how do I get in on it? There's got to be some sort of, like, Patreon-level support that you can get in on, like, a Zoom call with these celebrities. Or they need to record them and put some of them out there because I don't even know how... Like, they were talking about uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and, like, different people. Like, I just can't imagine seeing them all interacting, like, as themselves <laughs> and not putting on a show, which they probably have to do when they're around public, you know, people or whatever. But Or is it, like, I was telling you, Rafi, I think when I went to that Zoom with my my friends that there was, like, some people I didn't know. And, like, everybody was doing something different. And I'm, like, I, I feel like I'm watching, like, a bunch of YouTube channels at once. Like, one person was, like, making food. The other person was like doing something else. I'm like, I don't even know what's going on. It looked like a food tutorial and then like something else. And it's just like, I'm just staring at all this. Like this is mayhem and crazy and like kind of awesome. But yeah, the, the celebrity ones is a whole other level of like, and you know how like the Zoom's been hacked or whatever. That'd be interesting to, to hack into a celebrity one. <laughs> yeah, that's why I want to see these. Like, 
I'm sure it's great whatever Jay Z is saying on there, but like I want in the background, I want him like to be walking around his gigantic Bel Air mansion. In the back is like Beyonce clipping her nails or something. <laughs> what was in the background of Beyonce's mom's Zoom? We'll never know because Lauren did not go to that room. She's like making food or something. I want to see those uh, 2020 House of Darion designs. <laughs> Jen, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I just want crickets to be played. I know, I'm like, I know what you're doing, Jen. God damn you. <laughs> I think I'm going to edit this episode. Oh, no. <laughs> Have your uh, finger on the crickets uh, multiple times for this one. They were talking also about, you know, when you are when you meet your idol or someone you admire and you want to impress them and you have this idea of like, oh, maybe we will actually be friends. And you do have that feeling sometimes. And I think I every time I am around Allison, I'm like, this is the day she's going to be like, you should be a part of the Thursday cake show. Fuck BFF. <laughs> and oh, then I and then I end up putting my amazing. foot in my mouth like a giant asshole every time. But I'm wondering, and I also had a, a Twin Peaks related one where I was like, this was embarrassing. But did any of you have you, any of you had this like, do you have high hopes for when you meet somebody and then you like fail or any stories? Rafi, I know you were sleeping basically through all of one of Allison's shows. Well, I was hoping that getting onto this podcast would springboard <laughs> me to fame and uh, still got my fingers crossed any day now. Dr. Jen, Lauren, any meetings with people where they uh, it backfired on you? Um, I I saw Todd Glass in Philadelphia, and I know that he always almost always meets his fans afterwards because I was listening to his podcast all the time back then. And then as soon as he came on for the show, I could tell from his voice that he was sick and he he did his whole show. He did an amazing show, but then he didn't come out to meet people afterwards because he was very like, I felt so sorry for him. You could tell he was very sick, but really good professional guy. But I had brought him a present and I really wanted to give it to him. And just like I was thinking for a long time like what am I gonna say because I love him so much he's so cool and so I was like nervous but then I didn't get to but then I was able to get he he uh has a band on stage with him when he does shows so I was talking to one of the band guys afterwards and I gave him the gift and he gave it to him and said that he liked it but uh I don't know it was like I had just high hopes of just meeting him and saying hi you know I had I because of HIPAA I can't say who it was but a lot of uh, one of my patients was you know a celebrity and I was doing I was doing their medical workup or whatever and I'm sitting there and my coworker comes in and has has this patient in another sense we work in the same area and come in is like oh okay so you're here you're getting this done she's like oh by the way me she's like oh Jennifer she dressed up as your character blah 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 for Halloween and then left and I was like I wasn't going to say anything. <gasps> I was looking at professional. And now you just told this person that I, I'm not going to tell you. And then you tell us this person, you tell this person, oh, you're, uh, you're, <laughs> you dressed up as her character. I'm like, oh, God. Oh. So then I was left to continue on with the testing for like 20 minutes oh, and a sound booth. Wow. Just one with this <laughs> oh. person. And I was like, okay. So I have had encounters with a lot of Twin Peaks people, just like little random things where they could have really gone wrong and like embarrassing. There's been a couple that were like, okay, Lisa, dial it back. 
I know you don't know me very well, guys. Like, I sometimes a little loud. <laughs> sometimes a little, what? um, what's the word? The one specifically was, and, and if anyone listens to, or anyone watches Twin Peaks, they'll know who I'm talking about. Everybody else is going to be. crickets once again but um i was we were having a barbie (laughs) (laughs) pamela anderson we were having a picnic twin peaks (laughs) no (laughs) no that's oh you're announcing that's who you were dressed up as that's cool exactly Um, (laughs) the red suit just straight up up the ass track in the back that's what i do (laughs) i'm trying to picture you giving a test of somebody and who it would be like Okay. Everybody in LA goes to this place, so oh. it could be anybody. Okay. We'll figure it out. We'll give you a drink and get it out of you. But with Twin Peaks, there was like a barbecue, so like you get to sit like at picnic tables and eat with like all of the people that are in the movie and the show. Like it's very close. And the the person who plays Major Briggs's wife, Mrs. Well, Betty Briggs, her name is Charlotte Stewart in real life, and she was telling the story of filming Twin Peaks. And they were snowed in for a part of it. So they're in and she was sick, I guess. So she was like snowed in and she was watching something where she was watching some some movie. It was a Western. And one of her, her, the co-stars, Michael Horse, who's in Twin Peaks, was starring on this show that she's watching in her hotel room. And she was just like, I feel like I'm like hallucinating because I'm sick and I'm sitting here watching this. And here comes Michael Horse like out and... Like, I'm totally tripping out or whatever. And I was like, oh, my God, what are the horses <laughs> instead of what are the chances? <laughs> and Mike was, like, kicking me like, you idiot. <laughs> because, like, I couldn't. It was just, like, so dumb that, like, obviously she knew what I meant. But I was just like, all right, well, cool. Like, this is my chance to talk with you. And I just, like, fucking fucked it up. She's like, mm-hmm. And then, like, looked at someone else to talk to them. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> we <Wee-ew. laughs> But there were many times that some things could have happened. I mean, I I invited people to give them rides and, like, hang out. And, like, one of them took me up on the offer. So whatever. It was fun. <laughs> Smoked pot with one of them. A couple of them. <laughs> that reminds me. Oh, my gosh. Rocky. Oh, that's actually going to be my it. costume next year. Right. That reminds me giving like offering rides. I remember that one time at uh, LA Podfest or whatever it was, whatever you call it. Daniel was standing around talking to all of us. And he's like, oh, so, you know, who else are you guys here to see? Like, what other podcasts? I was like, oh, like, and I said, do you need a ride? Because that was a podcast. I was going to walk past to then go. And he's like, what? <laughs> and I was like, huh? <laughs> he was like, Did you just ask me if I need I said, I said, no, 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 the podcast with Karen Kilgariff and Chris. And then he's like, oh, I thought you were offering, you know, to give me a ride. And I was just like, no, thank you. I, we drove here. And I, was uh-huh. like, I was like, that was awkward. That's like a who's on first. Yes. It's, it's a good thing the podcast wasn't called, like, I want to kill your wife or something. It'd be like restraining order. Right? Your wife's a cunt. Excuse me? You um, know, the popular podcast, your wife's a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorites so super polarizing yes please oh please honey i didn't realize this was a thing that people didn't like or were offended by it's quite shocking to me to be honest i understand vegans not wanting to eat it for political reasons i mean for personal reasons sorry <laughs> 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 but 
you know, and environmental reasons, but still. I don't, I think it's weird how she's like, it's something of the bee. Like, maybe it's just the location she got the honey in because they can have different flavors depending on where the bees are and what, you know, they're pollinating from. But I did take offense to Jackie calling cow's milk pus. Well, it's not okay. I understand why you don't want to drink milk because it is a horrible industry right. to you know. And there is pus to... in your milk, but it's not pus. It's not pus. It's it, so. I, but I was like, come on, that's like the most sensationalization I've I've heard. And you know, beyond that, but honey, I don't know. It's just yeah, honey. it's bee spit. Get over it. Well, I know what Allison is saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, here we go. I okay first of all I'm kind of a vegan I call myself a vegan but I do eat honey and I don't ask people what is in everything if someone like cooks something and I'm thinking about eating it but for the most part vegan but I think when you eat honey it's like it's sweet but then there is like this aftertaste like this I don't want to say chemically but but her like saying musky, was like gamey I, I can yeah. kind of understand that and and like Jen said depending on which flower and location that they're that the bees are giving you honey from it does taste different and like mm-hmm. i've had that the manuka honey i don't like it it's very strong and pungent so i don't know if she's having that yeah, expensive I ass don't honey. Like it's <laughs> oh, she does I don't get good like honey she might because it's like 20 dollars for a small little container of it but it's supposed to be super good for you and whatever but it is very strong and I don't care for it. And I still have some in my pantry. I'm like, mm, I spent $20 on this thing and I can't even like pretend <laughs> like it. But other than that, like honey is so amazing. Like when we had our beehives, I made sure like we weren't going to take all of their honey. Like she's like, we're just going to skim some off the top and like let them have what they need. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's- and maybe and also I know like with the bee industry, they supposedly kill the bees to farm it or something. I don't know. When I was a big animal rights activist, I was big into like not eating honey and knowing why and I totally don't remember anymore. But <laughs> but yeah, I'm just surprised that anybody has a hatred of honey. That's really surprising to me. But I guess it's the same as like cilantro. I was like, really? How can you hate cilantro? Oh my god. <clears throat> just got my pubes again. <laughs> Okay, so starting with me, yes, please, or oh, please, I'll give it a very light yes, please. Like, it's never my, I'm not like, ooh, honey, I would love some honey as a treat, but I'll eat it. It's fine. Uh, Lisa? Uh, It's a yes, please. I mean, sorry, it's a yes, please for me. A fuck yeah. (laughs) I want honey in my shampoo. I want honey in my drinks. I want honey on my toast. I want honey... Everywhere you can put honey. Oh, boy. Oh, shit. Um, Jennifer. What the hell is my real name, Raphael? Um, <laughs> let's see. I think honey is awesome. I like it in the Greek yogurt. I like it in the smoothies, on top of strawberries. It's a great sugar substitute. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lauren. It's, I, 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 I'm a neutral, I'd say. Sounds like you're a Tony. <laughs> Tony was neutral, too. He's like, eh, either way. Okay. Makes me want honey right now. Oh, also, listening to a couple friends and Jenna was talking about, well, I think everybody's talking about the the peanut butter bread that's going around. Um, that's pretty popular that everyone's making from like the Depression era or whatever. Like, I totally want to make this. And they were talking about putting honey in it. I'm like, yes. I wasn't even thinking putting honey in it. What? Okay, wait. I do love like toasted peanut butter sandwiches with honey. Yes. But what's the what's the depression bread? It's some bread that you don't have to use eggs. It might even be vegan. 
Um, it's just peanut butter, baking soda, baking powder, I think, and flour and it's it's like five ingredients so you just it's oh. one of those it's kind of like banana bread but it's peanut butter bread i'm like we huh. need to have this absolutely and why haven't i sent that in as a carb maybe i should but yeah with honey oh peanut butter and honey is just just amazing yes i'm i'm apparently i'm apparently getting hungry <laughs> <laughs> hey it's 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 noon o'clock you and rafi can eat Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna start my fasting again next week. I've kind of oh. wait. What, Rafi? You still have what? Two hours. Oh, I started sure. doing from two to eight. Oh okay. But soon. <laughs> yeah, next week I'll be back to it'll be three to seven that I'll be doing it. Oh, you guys! I just want to give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I also cut back on drinking a little bit, which is I think necessary in the in this climate it was helping me get through but then like, i feel like i've been so foggy that i thought i need to like dial it back a little bit and i thought after memorial day i wanted to dry out a tiny bit i don't like completely like i drank a little bit yesterday i drank a tiny bit on thir- thursday but it's just like just i don't need to like hit it so hard all the time like today i thought oh. i could really use a white claw right now or a truly but no i'm having a nice moroccan mint tea that i made and that's fine so you're staying just a little damp yes a little yeah. damp that's, a little damp and musty. Got that's it. That's my <laughs> nickname. Hmm. Little damp. <laughs> <laughs> little damp uh, buns on my cheeks. Let's see. What are my other nicknames now? Meat in your face. <laughs> Meat in my face. Straight to the wiener. Hot dog, hot dog in your pocket. <laughs> hot, old hot dog pockets. Um, I have something from Thursday. Oh, good. I did see the wrong Missy, and it was really funny. Lauren Lapkus is so funny, and like really good like they were saying really good at the physical comedy so i was really happy to have her to hear her on the thursday show and i hope she comes back oh that's cool was it is it on netflix yes okay that's why i saw like a thing for it all right i'm gonna check it out because i'd like to now that i've heard her i think it'd be really cool to watch it and just kind of get a little bit of behind the scenes and just i don't know she seems like a cool chick yeah she like really goes for it she's she's really good (laughs) yeah the fish guts thing i don't know about that Oh, yeah, that was gross. I'm sad to hear that she had to deal with real fish guts on her. (laughs) Yeah, that was disgusting. Yeah. Speaking of disgusting, Rafi, do you have anything else you want to say? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was just reminded uh, because of that convo about how when Lauren was on the Monday show, she talked about how all she would eat is like uh, chicken tenders or something. And now she has expanded her tastes quite a bit. And she likes sushi, which is great. Who doesn't love sushi? Man, I'm hungry. It's very shocking. You hate sushi? I hate it. Can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. So Lauren hated sushi because she had never tried it. Have you tried it? Or is it just off-putting like the thought of it? Well, I mean, a lot of people, I thought I didn't like it until I tried it. Because I was like, why would I eat fish that's uncooked? That's dumb. No, I think it's a fair question. It's a very fair question because I think there's lots of foods I don't like that I never had. No, but okay, so I like seaweed. I like eating seaweed. I like eating rice, all that stuff. I just don't eat fish. And that's because when I was growing up, I was forced to eat fish, all kinds of fish. So I just, I don't like fish. Like if you give me an avocado roll, sure, that's great. I just don't like fish. I see. Well, I guess because raw fish and cooked fish is such a different texture. I wonder if that would change anything for you. But like, okay. All right. I don't. I don't like that. You know how Greg 
uh, Heller loves the taste of the ocean. No, <laughs> fuck that. I don't want the taste of the ocean in my mouth. Well, no, and that's no. to me really just like oysters taste like the ocean. Like to me, fish taste like almost like nothing. But there's just like there's something about it that is just so fucking delicious. Yeah, I've I've wondered that too because like when you get like a piece of salmon or whatever, like if it tastes like super clean, like that's good. And I'm like, but that's like no flavor. Like it it does have a distinct something to it that I enjoy, but yeah. if it's supposed to be clean tasting like that, then I'm wondering like what do I enjoy about this? The soy and sauce. I have tried the wasabi. <laughs> I almost use no soy sauce. Same. Like very, very tiny amount. I don't use any anymore. Um, I don't want to insult the um, the chef or whatever they're called. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a... Uh, that's a sidebar. Never mind. I tried uh, sea urchin once. Mm. And I'm sure that is something that Greg would love. I'm sure he loves it. Does it, it was... taste like, the, like an ocean-y loogie? Yes. Okay. Except for... Uh, I had to try it again, even though it was horrible. And I and afterwards, I said, "Yeah, I'll never eat that again." <laughs> but I don't remember exactly the texture of it. But I do remember it was horrifying. It looks disgusting. I would try it though, just to try it. But in general, I like the more just like basic. I like sashimi. I just I like fish, and I just don't need. I don't like anything on it. I just want to eat and taste that. It's delicious. Well, but I mean. Being a picky eater does suck. And I used to be a picky eater yeah. all the time. But now, like, I will try any vegetable. I will try anything. I don't want to try any sort of, like, meat. Like, give me yeah. any vegetarian or vegan dish. I am down to try it. Same. Um, and I don't I want brains. Eating. I don't want feet. I don't right. want tongues. Like, I just, I'll try most. I like all meat. But, like, I won't try those, like, funky things. There's about, your flip. <laughs> what about rotten oysters? I don't think I would try those. Jen. No, I'm not eating balls. I think the texture would be like... <laughs> there's, there's your clip. There's <laughs> I was about to say, I, I was fishing for it and I got it. <laughs> so the other thing shocking about Lauren Lapkus and being such a picky eater... First of all, I sent in a JMO about picky eaters a long time ago. And I can't remember what it was. Something about they're worse than... I forgot. But I, sh the fact that a picky eater can change is shocking to me. I think it shows you the power of suggestion yes and how much you want to please somebody else right so i do want to say one as an aside that rafi admitted to fishing for balls and two <laughs> lauren was married with her first husband forever and she only ate quote-unquote orange things and then she met this new guy and she was happy and she was willing to try new things mm -hmm. and you you know when you're dating you want to make a good impression and she like put herself out there and was willing to try it to be open-minded as a picky eater is like oxymorons and i think that's really yeah. cool that i mean your whole world is open up to you if you're not a picky eater yeah. it's so adventurous to be able to just eat whatever and just like have it's so much more fun but of course like food is a big part of my life anyway <laughs> i'm a little obsessed but so you're saying that little rafi's happy because he's fishing for balls because he's yes. adventurous the power of suggestion and he's adventurous <laughs> he wants to please others <laughs> Jennifer said, when you want to please someone, you're open to new experiences, mm, mm, mm. eating. I think <laughs> you know where I'm going. You're <laughs> real life slicing, editing, putting things together right now. <laughs> He's like, what can I make her say that I could turn into something else later? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I will never be on the show again. <laughs> <laughs> Not by choice. Oh! Wow. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I actually lost that recording. 
<laughs> There's only been like three lost recordings, and yours was one of them, and that was like such a horrible. Well, mine was one of them. And the book club we did was horrible, too. Like, the sound quality. It's like, every time I'm on, I'm sorry, Lauren. I'm just going to make this horrible. <laughs> and Lauren is going to be the sweet voice that saves the day. And everyone's gonna be like, we did not hear enough Lauren. So, Lauren, please talk- take us out. <laughs> yeah, you want to close the show? <laughs> Do it, Lauren. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. She's like, BFFs, fuck off. <laughs> Let's end it on that. Beyond this show. Email BFFancast at gmail.com or go on the Facebook group and sign up because I have the calendar set or up there for June and soon we'll have it for whatever the next month is. And follow Do you not know sh- what comes after June? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if you listened to last week's or yeah, last week's episode where I was like, oh, right, it's not even June yet. I'm so mixed oh, up true. in that's life. That's true. When you're making birthday. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I'm having issues. I'm trying to straighten them out. But yeah, at some point, uh, we'll get July out there. And it's been fun talking to different people every week, even though the sound quality is not going to be as good. But I think it's more fun to have more people on. And it should be you listening at home, listening in your car, listening wherever you are. Oh, I just rhymed. Look at me getting in the ref game. Wow. The ref game. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, my callback to before we were even recording. So uh little rafi where can we find you <laughs> join the facebook group and call us on our new hotline 818-BFF-0732 i love that that's gonna be so much fun i won't have to take notes anymore the show will write itself it'll be so much fun <laughs> great idea dr jen where can we find you eh don't find me <laughs> go to whitney whitney.chandler on instagram follow her link donate support i love that also, Whitney, I have, and I could probably just text you this, but I have an idea for you being on the show regularly as a little uh, Whitney segment. So um, I'll contact you later. <laughs> it's a great idea. And Whitney, you need to do it. Okay, good. I'm, we've got a backer. I love it. Uh, where can we find you, Lauren? I'll also say go to Whitney's thing. And I'm also at Lauren 2 by 2 on Instagram. And I also forgot to say hi to Leanne. So hi, Leanne. Hi, Leanne. Hi, Leanne. Also, I forgot to say, follow me at my Finsta at Lauren underscore loves underscore mushrooms. That is a good one to follow. Always beautiful pictures. I love seeing those. Thank you. BFS, you are truly the fucking best. Thank you and good whatever time it is you're listening. And this is how I end the show. Just like Daniel and Allison on Monday. (laughs) Not knowing how. All right. Bye. I've played with feet before. You know you're the baby. Yeah. I love feet. You know I like you, you know? Saw the toes. I'm not going to touch you. No. No me digan una cosa así. Love to do that for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sexy. Yeah, every day I think about you. You used to call me on my. You used to, you used to. Yeah. You used to call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love Call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love And I know when that hotline blink That can only mean one thing I know when that hotline blink That can only mean one thing Ever since I left the city, you got a reputation for yourself now. Everybody knows, and 
I feel left off Girl, you got me down, you got me stressed off Cause ever since I left the city, you Started wearing less and going out more Glasses of champagne out on the dance floor Hanging with some girls I never seen before You used to call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love Call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love I know when that hotline blink That can only mean one thing I know when that hotline blink That can only mean one thing Ever since I left the city, you, you, you You and me, we just don't get along You make me feel like I did you wrong Going places where you don't belong Ever since I left the city, you You got exactly what you asked for Running out of pages in your passport Hanging with some girls I've never seen before You used to call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love Call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love And I know when that hotline blink That can only mean one thing I know when that hotline blink That can only mean one thing These days, all I do is wonder if you're bending over backwards for someone else. Wonder if you're rolling up a backwards for someone else. Doing things I taught you getting nasty for someone else. You don't need no one else. You don't need nobody else. No. Why you never alone? Why you always touch a roll? Used to always stay at home. Be a good girl. You was in the zone. Yeah. You should just be yourself Right now you're someone else You used to call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love Call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love And I know when that hotline blink That can only mean one thing I know when that hotline blink That can only Ever since I left the city Honey, I would love some honey as a treat. No, I'm not eating balls.